I mean, we could make this a short intro episode, I guess. I didn't yeah. realize that. No, there's a little bit we could talk to. No, I think we, there's a little bit to talk about in the movie. Well, first, okay, I guess um, this is the first time since we've rebranded to our like now permanent name that we can say that Welcome to Stargazing. This is the podcast about movie stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Callan Kameens. I'm Moise Camacho. This is the beginning of our J-Law and Order miniseries about the um, films of Jennifer Lawrence, who is, uh, we've talked about, okay, I, I guess I could say, like, I feel like we've been talking about um, doing this miniseries since Sandler. Yeah. Like, in the first few weeks of Sandler, I remember we came up with, like, just, like, a list of, like, potential people we could do in the future. And we yeah, we- you, you always said her name because she has, like, the most interesting career in like, modern Hollywood. <laughs> She does feel like kind of it. I mean, you know, who's to say like what the what movie star means anymore, you know? But like, she does kind of feel like one of the last ones. Yeah. And that like she, we're well, because we'll talk about like one of the upcoming movies. I can't remember when it is. I think it's after Hunger Games. Is like the house at the end of the street or something, and that was like put on hold like that was kind of made around people betting on her being big yeah and it took her like five movies to get big yeah well let me bring up because again i I mean like before this one before winter's bone yeah because this is her breakthrough and this is another one it's a little like will smith um where it it might be to i don't think anybody like actually cares but you know it's it might be a little controversial to start with this one because she has you know uh, her other ones are all supporting supporting roles. It's okay. Yeah. There's only one where she's on the poster. And as far as I could tell, like it, that one's also just like not like super available. Mm. You know, this is her, this is her breakthrough. Yeah. This is two years into her career. She's 20 when this movie comes out. 19 that's, when it's filmed. That's really crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And she's Oscar nominated. <laughs> It's probably it's it's like one of those movies like Coda, where like <laughs> gets slipped in and everyone's just like yeah it's 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 solid and everyone just agrees it's solid enough that it like ends up uh, at awards talk at the end of the year. Well, not even that. Like I'm looking at like you know like the top ten lists you know that this was on and like there's a like a lot. It's like a lot of like number one on like year end lists for like IndieWire and um, the New Yorker, AV Club. Um, like second, you know, this is the same, and keep in mind, this is like a really stacked year because this is the same year as the social network. I forget like what else this is like, this is 2010. This is like a solid year. Social network, uh, isn't like tree of life on there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the King's speech ends up winning, which is dumb, you know, but, oh, this is also black swan. This is, um, oh, Natalie Portman wins this year. Yeah. Oh, Inception's nominated this year. Toy Story 3 got nominated for Best Picture. I remember that. Because this is right around when I started watching the Oscars, but I was too young to like actually watch any of the movies. So I was like rooting for Toy Story 3 to win, you know? Yeah. The Fighter, um, True Grit. Just one of those years, I'd argue kind of like the most recent Oscars where it's a really stacked year and they end up giving like a lot of the big awards to like, oh, that movie? Yeah. <laughs> the King's Speech? Okay um still have not watched coda by the way me neither <laughs> i really don't want to 
like the more accolades it wins and like the more I hear about it, like the less I want to watch it. Uh, but yeah, um, this is, I mean, I'm trying to, it's always awkward to start. Like how, how should we like intro? Like, should we talk about why Jennifer Lawrence or? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I, okay, we're of a specific generation, I feel. Uh-huh. They like, like we were both in middle school when like the Hunger Games came out. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like for our specific generation, like that's kind of like lodged in between millennials and Gen Z almost, you know? Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence was huge. Ginormous. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying this to be a creep. One of my first celebrity crushes, you know. I think one of everyone's first celebrity crushes. Yeah, she was kind of, and that that's something we'll talk about over the course of the series. Like she was kind of America's sweetheart, you know. Yeah, because like a big thing was like, and I'm I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm gonna watch like a ton of interviews for the series. You know, like part of like her image, I guess, was like she's so relatable. You know. Yeah, she's so quirky, quirky <laughs> white girl. Yeah, she's a quirked up white girl. And this series is going to ask the question, is she goaded with the sauce? <laughs> Always got to have a question to ask. Yeah, yeah, that's ours. She's kind of, um, you know, like, and I also, like, this is like the height of, like, iFunny Reddit bacon internet. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, falls in love with her. And then there's the, um, I hate that it's called the fappening. Yeah, there's the the, the, the <laughs> iCloud photo hack, as we're going to call it. And she's the like biggest star in it. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk all about that. Like it's because it is interesting how like quickly pop culture can like turn on these people. Yeah. And this is um, Winter's Bone, which I just want to say straight up is such a fucking whiplash from the past like <laughs> six months of movies we've been watching on this show <laughs> this was such a hard like uh like this was like a good reset moment for me I'm yeah just like okay we're not watching batmans or fast and furiouses anymore, yeah you know we're just yeah. this is like a, a very gritty realistic drama yeah uh and it, it's pretty slow burn too literally oh, throughout yeah. the entire movie there's like one scene that is like kind of good suspense making but then it's just like all just still the same feeling of dread yeah just like slow simmering dread um it's funny these movies are always funny to watch um i guess just knowing the context of them like knowing that this got nominated for hella oscars and just got great uh great uh awards play and it had great fucking numbers for an indie movie uh domestically um but I was just like, oh, I forgot. Like, you could just like re- act really well. The whole cast can just be stacked of really good acting, and that that'll make yeah. a movie. <laughs> yeah, nobody in this is like huge. You yeah, know? like and the the most the two most recognizable actors in this movie are, I'd argue, are like Garrick Dillahunt and John Hawks. And maybe Cheryl Lee. Yeah. For us. for Depending on who you ask. Yeah, depending on who you ask. And even that, like, Garrett Dillahunt, like, and John Hawks, I wrote down, like, they're my favorite kind of actor, where they're, they're, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Garrett Dillahunt shows up in Ambulance, I think. It's like, oh, this guy. Yeah, I like John Hawks every time he pops up on anything. Yeah, he's good. 
Like he's one of those guys, like, I don't know if I can name like five things I've seen him in, but I know like I've seen him in five things. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, Deadwood. He's really good in Deadwood. I need to get back to that show. He's on Eastbound and Down. Yeah, he is. He's great in it. Um, That's what I fucking just saw him on recently. I was East, thinking so hardly. That's what it is. He's found um he uh Miami Vice. Oh dude, he's so good in that. Oh, that opening is so good. Um uh I, I'm not sure if you watched it recently, but he's in contagion. He's the like janitor. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a minute, but yeah. Like we yeah, like we're saying, what are those guys? Um <laughs> Yeah, God, his like filmography is so long, and it's all just like he plays a good scumbum, you know. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got a kind of scummy. I'd argue he's uh kind of the best actor in Winter's Bone, actually. I really liked him. Yeah. Like, the best performance in that in Winter's Bone. Yeah. Well, we'll talk uh, we'll we we'll of course talk about Jennifer Lawrence's performance, but I do think he is like the MVP low-key of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, like, what I wrote down, this is, like, because, you know, this isn't, like, <laughs> like, if we did, like, what we've done before, where we just, like, went scene by scene through the movie, we'd be, like, okay, so this scene where everybody looks miserable and poor. <laughs> <laughs> Transitions um, into this next scene where everyone looks miserable and poor again. And you go from the scene where you're really um, depressed and scared that she's not going to be able to take care of her siblings, and you go to this other scene where you're worried that she's depressed and she's not gonna be able to take care of her siblings but there is like i wrote down well the first thing i wrote down is that she she's so young yeah this is like wild it's she is like a 19 year old like a teenager in this yeah movie. i wrote down and I'm, I'm curious to see if you agree with this that i think her performance in this is so low-key mm-hmm. and unrefined i don't want to say unrefined but it's so low-key in a way that I think can only be done by, like, a newcomer like her. Yeah. Because, like, I, it feels almost natural, you know, mm-hmm. naturalistic. That's what I was going to say. The whole, all the acting in this movie, and especially hers, feels super naturalistic. Like, these, these all feel like characters you would actually fucking see. Yeah. Uh, like a person that you've seen before. And she's the same way, mm-hmm. even though she has the fucking superstar persona behind her. Yeah. All the eyes. Yeah. But like if this movie, fuck, if this movie starred, mm, I'm trying to think of a, like a young actor who you could put behind it. It wouldn't really matter as much. Maybe Chloe Grace Moretz or some shit. Okay. Yeah. Because That's at this good... point, she probably had like a couple movies behind her back. No, and she's been a right, yeah, child actress. Yeah. Is she, is she man on fire? Or am I thinking of someone else? That's Dakota Fanning. That's I Dakota Fanning. Yeah. She's also she's also um, War of the Worlds, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. God yeah that's her. <laughs> I saw this tweet forever ago that was like, you know, all the other little blonde girls were crying when Dakota Fanning showed up to the audition room. <laughs> it was like Gosh, either her or Josh. Is a child actor. God, yeah. <laughs> like the like this, all of her and performances Elle as a child actor are pretty fucking good. Yeah, like. <laughs> There's so, like child actors are hard to come by. So if you could get a kid that's like pretty good at like crying on command, you know, you gotta. Oh, yeah. Steven Spielberg, whenever he fucking saw like I am Sam, was like, oh my God, I need this girl. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like, like, looking at like when this movie came out, she's like kind of, 
a nobody. It, it has this like, like I, I feel like if you showed me this movie in a vacuum and I hadn't seen any of these people in anything else, I would assume they were like the production team went to the Ozarks and found people and like plucked yeah. them. Like, um, I think there's a few people like mixed in that are like, what's the word? Off the street casting, but off the dirt road casting, maybe <laughs> plucked off the dirt road. From the bar stool. Yeah, from the bar stool. <laughs> yeah, because looking through the credits, there is like a bunch of uh names with like no picture on them. Yeah. There's like you like on the like cast list on Wikipedia, like maybe six people have like, you know, you can click on their name and see what else they've been in. And even then, like I think to kind of like elaborate on like what I mean when I say like she feels so natural is like it's so restrained, I guess. Like it's natural in a way that only a newcomer could bring, but it's also so restrained that like it feels like she's been acting for like 50 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause any other, a lot of other people would just like cry every single scene. that Exactly. In. There's so many, like what would be like the big Oscar moments, you know, yeah. like, where it's just like breaks down sobbing, like a big emotional monologue, but like it, it feels much more real than that. Which now that I'm thinking about it, like, did this director make anything else? Cause like, fuck, that's, that's, that's some talent, quite some talent to be able yeah, to do no, that. Exactly. It's pretty well directed. I think, um, Oh God, she has, a, um, she hasn't done anything since 2018. It looks like. And um, that's starring Thomas and Mackenzie. Oh shit. Yeah. She, Interesting. she, she knows how to just pluck people right before. All right. <laughs> I might have to go watch this. Yeah, this sounds, this sounds kind of interesting. Leave no trace. I like Ben Foster too. He's a good actor. It's a shame. I like him it's too, awesome. but there's like a movie that I saw him in that I'll like never like it always makes me hate him. Uh Heller Highwater? No, it's not. I have never seen that. He's so he's really good at that. Here, I'm I'm gonna figure this out real quick. <laughs> is uh, he a bad guy in 310 Yuma? Yes, he is. Then I think it's that one because I've watched that a lot of times. Is that good? I I've I think I should watch that one. It probably is. It probably is. I don't know. I that's a movie I've just watched like because we've had that Blu-ray in our possession for like fucking 10 years. Oh yeah. It's like a I'm trying to think. Like a cable mainstay, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Yuma and Foster. Let's see. Oh, he, he kind of fucking looks like that uh, Micah from Red Dead Redemption 2. Does that make sense? <laughs> so I already don't like him. That's probably the character he plays. In gotta the, be. Yuma. Yeah, gotta be. Um, but yeah, like one thing I uh, this kind of reminded me of is um, uh, the director Kelly Reichardt. Mm-hmm. I, um who like i think most recently did first cow she has this new one with michelle williams coming out but um for a class i took last semester i had to watch this one called windy and lucy which is like just a, a, one of the most fucking depressing movies i've ever seen <laughs> just and, uh like the longest 80 minutes of my life it's really good it's really well made but i hope i never watch it again you know <laughs> and it's just like this similar like uh there's this word i learned it in college class so i'm gonna sound super smart here called like precarity Mm -hmm. which is just like the idea like in this movie in that movie it's very similar but in this movie it's like the idea of like 
uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character, Reed, just doesn't know how she's going to feed her little brother and sister. You know, mm-hmm. like she's like having to, jo- like she's considering joining the army just to like get them some money to take care of them, you know? Yeah. She's, she's like 17 years old and she's having to deal with like the fucking like crime syndicate of the Ozarks. She like completely yeah. gave up her, uh, her last years as a kid yeah absolutely like she 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 went from being a teenager to an adult like yeah from 16 to 17 she's now an adult and has to face yeah. all these adult problems she's like a parent to her her siblings <laughs> yeah um and she, I, I think it's like she's like protecting the innocence that is that was completely robbed from her mm-hmm, yeah there are like parts of this like this like like i feel like the poster for this movie and like a lot of like some of the tv ads i think i might remember seeing like kind of advertise it as like a horror like a little like thrillery like if you look like the poster that poster looks like like a horror movie poster you know yeah yeah but like it's on one hand it's very much not that but on the other hand it is like a little like scary you know like just like because like every scene is this young woman not even woman, girl, walking into a place she shouldn't be have to be. And then having to, like, plead. Yeah, having to, like, beg for, like, basic human decency. Yeah. And that, and it, it also makes you, like, uh, I guess, scared throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the movie, just thinking, like, oh, shit, who's this new person coming up to her? Who's this, yeah. Like, where is this new person taking her? Mm-hmm. It's almost like an like this kind of like journey i guess like there is a bit of like a, a journey to it like she's having to travel through this like world hidden world yeah i i do just want to point out like I, I don't have too much to say about it but it is kind of funny that like um i don't know the actress's name there is an actress who plays like someone involved with like the meth dealers you know like the, the drug lords of the ozarks and she also plays a drug lord of the ozarks on the netflix series ozark which I have to imagine was the people making Ozark just saw this movie go, oh, can we get her? Is it the, like, redhead? I think so. About? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'll have to look up her fucking... Is it her name? Dale Dickey. Dale Dickey. Yeah, Dale Dickey's the actress. Oh, shit, she's on Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, she's Wendy she, in Breaking yeah. Bad. <laughs> shit. She, it's because she looks, like, disgusting in Breaking Bad. They, like, fucked yeah. her shit up. <laughs> She's the, like, one who, like, uh, she pushes, does she push the ATM on the guy's head? Oh, is that who she is? Yeah, that's her. I thought she was, like, the, the prostitute that pops up multiple no, times. No, no, that's a different... No, yeah, she's the um that's who she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's all, oh, she's so heavily made up in that show. Yeah, she <laughs> looks yeah. gross. Yeah, she looks um, really gross. Um oh my oh, god, <laughs> she looks so disgusting. Oh, uh, that's such a good episode, though. Yeah, it is. Every Skanks. time I talk about like another episode of Breaking Bad, I'm like, that's one of the best episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah, no, that's a solid show. <laughs> I'm I'm still, I'm still looking at her fucking Wikipedia. I don't know why I'm so, so, sometimes like when we do this show, I'll just be like trying to think of what to say while staring at a random actor's Wikipedia. <laughs> and then I'll have a moment like I'm not gonna find anything here. <laughs> um let's see. Okay. I don't know. I guess it was to say I guess we could just talk talk about like what it what this movie is for her career. It's the it's the launching point. Like, yeah, this is her breakthrough. This is, 
you know, for Will Smith, it was um, Bad Boys. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, in terms of movies, like we also talked about Fresh Prince, you know, but um, um, this is like overnight stardom. So, well, not overnight, maybe, but like, you know, after this award season. She, like, I mean, after this award season, she's in a fucking Marvel movie. Yeah. The next year, in 2011, she's playing Mystique. And she's a mainstay in that series. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. I, I don't know if this is true. She was originally turned down for the, the role um, of, in Winter's Bone of Re for being too pretty. And um, she, this, according to this, don't quote, this sounds made up, but I'll take its word for it. She flew overnight into New York City, walked 13 blocks in the sleet to the casting office. An audition with a runny nose and hair she hadn't washed in a week, and ultimately won the role. Just had to muss yourself up a little bit. Yeah, she just. <laughs> what, what did you just say? Just had to muss yourself up a little bit. <laughs> oh man, she she should have just like went to Goodwill, got a Carhartt jacket, got like some nasty ratty jeans. Put herself into the role. Go to the Ozarks for a week. Come back to New York. Uh, go go audition. Damn. I mean, it's who? Can, how is it possible to be too pretty for a role? That's not. That's not. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's Hollywood, baby. It's Hollywood. Um. Uh. Oh, here's something interesting I did find. Um. Uh. She. And I'm reading this interview um, she did for Interview Magazine back when, you know, when this came out. And she tells a story of, like, her mom read the book, because uh, this is based off a book by Daniel Woodrell, um, like, six years before the movie even came out. Uh-huh. When she read it, told Jennifer, if they ever make this into a movie, you'd be perfect for it. Oh, Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> weird, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why I would her... I'm just, gonna start calling, I'm just going to gonna start calling my shot like that. Like, just be like, boys, I'm bringing this book. If they ever turn it into a movie, you should direct it. Oh. <laughs> just say that about everything so that eventually I'll be right. Uh, but I don't read, so I don't know if, if uh, I would ever direct a, a movie book. A book movie. You don't think so? Mm. I'll do I'll do a Captain Underpants movie, like live action. <laughs> you casting fuck who am i casting all right i could go basic or i could do like a deep cut okay i could just um, throw out there dean norris dean norris as captain underpants yeah because that's underpants really is also their good, principal it's <laughs> also their principal right yeah, yeah yeah he'd be wearing like a wig though i think oh right for the principal role but when yeah, he's but, uh, the titular Captain Underpants role, <laughs> he can be bald. It's the titular role. <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah, fuck it. We'll do Dean Norris as Captain okay. Underpants. Uh, and I want Tom Cruise to be in it somehow. He'll play the villain. He'll play Professor Poopy Pants. Do you think I could convince him to play Professor Poopy Pants? As long as you let him poop his own pants, then. As long as I let him campaign the movie. Yeah. Oh, she was also, okay, the same year she was in, this is another movie that's, like, not in this series um, because she's not on the poster, thank God. Uh, the same year she was in the movie The Beaver uh, with Mel Gibson, which I don't know oh, if you Oh, I want to watch it. it. It looked, that plot is crazy. 
Yeah. Um, I think she plays Mel Gibson's daughter. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, just a real quick talk about like some of the other movies she's been in because like it's a lot of supporting stuff, you know, like um, like there's this one in 2008 called The Garden Party, which uh, she's not on the poster of, I don't think. It's a low budget, like a low budget independent film. It's technically her debut, but again, not on the poster. Sorry. Um, then there's the poker house, which is um, she is on the poster, I think. Yeah. No, she is. Um, she is. She's not. She's not. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll maybe do that. Like we, you know, if we ever do like a, here's all the things we missed. We'll we'll do that one, I guess. But um, and then this one called the Burning Plane. Which again, like, stars Charlize Theron uh, along with Jennifer Lawrence, like, and then she's uh, got like you know the Beaver with Mel Gibson. So like, I feel like it's a little bit, and especially like with this, like this is all like independent cinema. Like you know, it's it's hard to tell like when things are filmed in terms of when they're released. Just like this thing of like, you hear that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, someone's car alarm. It's not as loud as the police siren in Gotham. You're right. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but it's, I feel like it's kind of the thing that like a lot of actresses kind of get their start doing like supporting minor roles in like indie movies. And then event, like everyone, like kind of like they're like, hey, have you heard of like this person? Like, oh, we always, we talk about him so much, but I feel like that's what Timothy Chalamet was for a little bit. Oh, definitely. Just, Most like, definitely. Have you seen this guy? Like, you know, you you just, he's like got this weird, like skinny Leo DiCaprio thing going. You know? <laughs> and then like, you know, this is her breakout. And then like, like you said, the next year she's in a Marvel movie. And then the year after that, she is like the face of this huge franchise. The Hunger Games, which I'm so excited. And in that same year is Silver Linings Playbook, which she wins the She's, Oscar for. She does it the same year as Hunger Games? Yes. That's crazy. All right. Maybe Jennifer Lawrence is an industry plant. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> she does it the same year? That's she, a good point. That's she a good like point. Maybe she's fucking collects a bag so fast. Yeah. I mean, oh gosh, like, I mean, looking like, okay, like, let, let me do the math here. Like, I in feel like it's, when did Silver Linings Plane Up came out? I'm sorry for interrupting you. Like uh, 2012? 20, yeah, 2012. I'll bring up It's been 10 years since Silver Linings Playbook, and I feel like I still hear people talking about that every fucking, like, month. Someone yeah. will talk to me about Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> looking at this, like, 2008, she's in three movies, The Garden Party, Poker House, and uh, The Burning Plane, you know, which don't really exist. But 2010, Winter's Bone. 2011, she's in three movies. 2012, she's in three movies. 2013, three movies. 2014, three movies. 2015, two movies. 2016, three movies. Just like this sort of like, I don't know. She's putting work in, I guess. She's a hard worker. Yeah. And then she retires for like fucking two, three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was on the Billingville show. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Billingville, who is this um, redneck adjacent, very blue collar, like that brand of comedian, I guess, had a TBS sitcom from 2007, 2009, and she played his daughter. Um, so th- she, so <laughs> she's put her on the map. It is a little similar now that I think about it to um, 
uh, Caitlin Deaver, who was on that Tim Allen show. I think she still might be like just be like half like contractually. She has to show up for like two or three episodes a season or something. You know? Really? <laughs> Let me check. Because <laughs> I remember like seeing like her on an episode, like just like it was on TV somewhere, like post book smarts and being like, what is she doing? Oh, it ran for 10 years. Okay, so it's over now. Are you talking about Last Man Standing? Yeah, Last Man Standing. Um, she oh yeah, she was a regular from seasons one through six and then recurring for season seven through nine. Uh <laughs> humble beginnings. Yeah, humble. You gotta get your start somewhere. Um, let's see. 194 episodes. Who is watching Last Man Standing? I mean, <laughs> Dude, there's so many shows like this. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Like, we talked about how, like, I mean, you see nobody. It's so hard to tell anymore because, like, you don't see anybody, like, like, just because I was, like, I had this, like, realization because I try, I forced myself to watch the first episode of the new Stranger Things. Uh-huh. And I really didn't like it. Um, well, hmm. I, let's, do you want to talk about Stranger Things? <laughs> Can we? Can we? I don't think we ever have. We've talked. I <laughs> like Stranger Things. I've. I think I it's too. a show that progressively got better. I think. Are you? Are you watching season four? Are you digging it? I watched the first episode, and I think the ensemble thing is gonna like gets. It's gonna take some getting used to. There's so many characters. There's insane <laughs> amount of characters. It's like really like. It is the opposite. It is kind of the inverse of like the euphoria problem. Cause like I like one of the complaints a lot of people had about euphoria is that like even though more characters were added, like just like some members got like way more screen time than others, you know? Yeah. Stranger Things is like, no, we're gonna give everybody their due. <laughs> there is like sub shows have an A plot, a B plot, a C plot. Stranger Things has like an A through P plot. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's cool and I <sighs> I feel like the show has never in its history, it hasn't really done anything like offensive, no, like not in a, not in a way to like cancel them, but like, no. it's, it's a, it's a non-offensive show. You just put it yeah. on, you watch it. It's good. It's good. It's good TV. No, yeah. I, I do think like, I still, I think I was being a little harsh when I said I didn't like, him. I, I had a, I had a hard time watching all of it. It was because. long too. <laughs> God, the episodes are long. Like the most recent show I've been able to binge was I binged like almost all of Better Call Saul season five, like last Saturday. And those episodes are like 44 minutes max. Yeah. Generally. And, and like, they can feel I, long. They can feel long. Like you you feel like you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. Like I get halfway through Stranger Things season four, episode one, and I'm like, oh, I could have watched a Better Call Saul, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess started to get antsy. I'm like, what? I'm I could like, fit a saw in here. What's a, who's Vecna? Show me. Where's Kim? Is Kim in this one? <laughs> uh, just, um, no, yeah, but like, I don't know. I the, my, the point I was gonna make though is like, part of me was like, is Stranger is the season of Stranger Things flopping? I was like, I've never, I haven't seen anybody talking about it. But on the other hand, like, you know social media is so catered my like twitter experience is so catered to me yeah me too that 
And that's how it is for everybody. So that when someone says like, who cares about this? I don't see anybody talking about this. That's just because you're not on that side of the internet. Yeah. Like Yellowstone is the most watched TV show on TV. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I don't know anybody except my mom and dad who watch Yellowstone. I don't even know what the fuck Yellowstone's about. I have no clue. I catch catch bits and pieces going from like the kitchen back to my room, you know, like he'll have it on the living room. Kevin Costner is so growly on it. So so what is it? It's like this. He's like this uh, like rancher. He's like this ranch mogul, Kevin Costner. And he has like his family, his kids, you know, that are like the heirs to it. And it's like, you know, they've got problems with the government, you know, encroaching on their land. Uh, like they're dealing with other ranchers trying to it's like kind of a crime thriller. Almost. So it's succession, but ranch. Yeah, it's Not like New succession, but cowboy. Yeah, it's succession, <laughs> but cowboy, I guess. <laughs> uh, Put your parents on succession. Oh God, I tried to. I'll probably watch just because like I like enough of the performers on it. You know, I've never been able to give a shit about the kids. You know, even from season one, like I always liked like Hopper, Joyce, you know, Nancy, Steve more. Um, I'm I'm just happy that uh like everyone can agree that Steve's the best character, right? Like oh yeah, for Joe sure. Kiri. I'm telling you guys, I, I all my money's in it. Joe Kiri's gonna <sighs> yeah. one day he's gonna break through. He's gonna Gosh, do it, guys. Yeah. He's my god, yeah. He's a guy I've like always wanted to like be big. You know, like I, I keep yeah. rooting for him. He was in Free Guy, I guess. Apparently, he's he, good. He in gave that. a good performance in that fucking movie. Yeah, too. that's good. Good for him. <laughs> was he on? Was he on your Stargazing Awards? Uh, no. Um, but uh, Jodie Comer was. Jodie Comer was her Free Guy. Yes. I do like. I do really like Jodie Comer too. She's. Like, <laughs> I should. I guess I should. I'll watch them. That movie. See, Joe Keery. Joe Keery walked so Timothy Chalamet could run. Joe Keery should be having the Timothy Chalamet career. Yeah. He, how old is he now? Probably like 25, maybe 26. Because he seems like a guy who's like, he's 30. Oh my God. Holy He shit. looks so young though. He looks so he's young. He's 30? He also, yeah. He's, yeah. He also just seems like a guy who is like content. Oh, he went, he, he went to DePaul. Oh, he is content. I'm pretty sure he like has a band and shit. Like he's yeah, like he seems content, just like you know, um, like getting like probably like buckets of money from Stranger Things. Yeah, he definitely is. Like I saw that one kid. I forget his name. Like Caleb McLaughlin. Uh-huh, he's Lucas uh-huh. on the show. I saw he he's like making like 250k an episode. Oh, fucking shit! Which is crazy. Yeah, For, I mean that's probably. I'm guessing he's still a minor, so he's probably not even making all of it. He probably has some money in the bank. Yeah, I want to say he's like, oh no, he's 20. But oh. like I think he was I think he was making that for season three when he would have been like 17 or 18. Oh, bro's bro's rolling right now, then. It's so fucked up. These kids look older than they actually are now. It's kind of fun. <laughs> oh yeah, the, that's the one thing that bothers me a little bit. Like these these guys are supposed to be freshmen. It's so mind-boggling to me that the brothers Duff have refused to like do a time jump more than like six months in the entire history of the show. Yeah, like, it's really weird. Like it's been like six months at the most since season three, and they all look three years older. You know, <laughs> same thing between like 
like season even in season two like the kids all hit puberty after season one came out yeah and like it is just like it's been four months since season one it is pretty fucked it is pretty fucked it's also hard for me like again like the the shift of kids is like you know this season like they're mad at lucas because he skipped their DD session to play in a championship basketball game and like they all look like 20 year olds (laughs) come on guys come on grow up grow up up. yeah grow the fuck up like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) like i can't buy it you know and you're mad that he's getting pussy Uh, the only one that still looks like i don't know why like the only one i still buy as a kid is what's what's her fucking face the redhead one you know what i'm talking about i think sadie is sadie sink yeah um she still looks like a max her name is max max yeah max she still looks like a teenager, which made that like Taylor Swift music video really. I thought that was like really inappropriate when it came out because I was like, "This is like a child." Like I remember 20. we discussed she's like this. A, yeah, she's like my age. Yeah, <laughs> like we we can make this a reoccurring uh, <laughs> bit through the series of like us watching Stranger Things season four. Like in Mockingjay Part Three, we're like, "Yeah, did you watch the finale?" Um, I, I well, let me ask you. Maybe you know more. I thought this was supposed to be the final season. Me too. <laughs> but so okay, here's what they're doing. Season four is split just because of like COVID delays and shit. Is split into kind of two parts, even though it's not really a clean split. So like the first seven episodes are out now, and then July first, the last two episodes are out. Mm-hmm. Which are, but they're like the last episode. I don't know if you've seen. It's like two hours and twenty minutes long. It's like feature. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> I like Stranger like, Things, but come on, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want, want that. this shit. Just make more episodes. Just split it into two episodes, or you know something. Jesus Christ! But I think a lot of people thought this was the final season because they advertised, like they announced a while ago, like. We're going to do season four and then we'll do a final season. And so season four was announced, was like advertised as like, I think the tagline is every ending has a beginning. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is the beginning of the end. But it, that sounds like it, it made it sound like volume one is the beginning of the end. But in volume yeah. two is the end. Yeah. But my friend had a really funny thing he said when we were talking about this the other day. He said, in actuality, volume one is the beginning of the beginning of the end, and volume two is the beginning of the end. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, they better do like a fucking five year time jump then, because I'm not going to believe got... season five. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be 22 when that shit comes out. Yeah. Or And that one kid, uh, Will, like, what are they doing to him? Man? What are they doing to Will? What are they, what are they doing, doing to my boy? That hair? What is that? He looks. Did you see someone say he looks like Agnes Varda? <laughs> <laughs> he looks younger oh. on Hubie Halloween than he does oh, in Stranger Things. Hell. Fucking hell! Oh Jesus! Um, uh, do you want to wrap? <laughs> yeah, we should. Let's get back to Winter's Bone. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Final thoughts on Winter's Bone. Final thoughts on Winter's Bone. <laughs> All around, just really good performances and like solid filmmaking, and um, it's it is kind of uh, interesting that she just like fucking pops off from this. I I guess they just got it in front of the right eyes, got it in the right film festival. Um, yeah, this is there also are, an, era there where, are, an era where something like this could pop off without having like forty five million dollars in marketing behind it. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's literally just kind of. Um, 
a filmmaker getting lucky. Um, it's like a big break. Like bro, yeah. bro made a fucking movie for like six million dollars, went on to make like almost fifteen million, uh, and got fucking Oscar nominations. That's like yeah, amazing. Two million dollar budgets. And I believe it's a woman. It's a woman yeah, yeah. who directed this. Uh, yeah, Deborah Granick, a female filmmaker. So yeah, it's a good, it's a solid ass movie. Yeah, uh, it's so, so weird that this is her cow career, her career yeah. pops off still. It does, yeah. It it does have this feeling of like some. It'll be a long time before a breakout like this can happen again. Well, because I guess like I mean, you know, like do we want to count like Lady Bird as like Saoirse Ronan's breakout or like she um, was she was acting before that though? Yeah, right? like she had like a name, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. She was Oscar nominated before Lady Bird. <laughs> uh, maybe then like, I mean, okay, like here here's an example. Of the past like couple years, I think like we I think you might agree to like the most the strongest breakout performance of the past couple years is in West Side Story. Yes. And I was gonna say Rachel Zegler, but I could also be saying Ariana DeVos. Like both of those are now that I think about it. But like that's like a 70 million dollar movie, you know. Yeah, all right. Well I think I think one who and I guess we haven't seen it yet because it was a child performance, not a like 19 year old person it was a child performance but the boy from anari i think everyone loves him <laughs> he could yeah. be like he yeah. could be like the best child actor of his generation because he I is like to. killed it in that movie no he's so good in that movie he's adorable because yeah you're right there's not well, i <laughs> i know someone who is a strong contender maybe please do please tell austin butler <laughs> you never know you never know. You put so much stock in late in late in his career. Um, he hasn't had anything breakthrough. This is a fucking big budget movie. Maybe it's his time to shine. He's been. I feel like he's been doing shit for. Oh, hang on. He has. He's been doing shit since Nickelodeon. He was in the Sharpay spinoff, the High School Musical series. That's where I see him. <laughs> He's he's also uh, you know once upon a time in Hollywood. I mean, yeah, you, you might be right. He's thirty. Yeah, but this could be his, his his movie. Yeah. I'm telling you. I mean, he's gonna be the big bad in Dune Part Two. Did you know that? I didn't. <laughs> I yeah, did not. He's, yeah, he's the bad guy. The big. Oh, bad. I can't wait to see him look all freaky. Yeah, he said he's like doing um, intense knife fight training right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, gosh i'm so glad this is the first episode i think we've recorded since you've been like big on elvis like you've been you've bought since you've invested in elvis i i'm like all right nope is my movie that i've been waiting for all year like the one i'm Mm -hmm. most excited for but like Mm -hmm. like elvis has always been there for me (laughs) like you should watch watch mulan rage i'm I'm planning on watching all his stuff i didn't finish great gatsby i like got 75% 75% of the way through the movie, and then I paused it, and I was like, I, I think I need to take a break. <laughs> yeah. I think I kind of like that movie, but I haven't seen it anymore. I'm not while. sure if I like it or not, still. <laughs> the part of the Elvis trailer that plays on my mind, I sent you, like, the I think it's, like, a, twi- a mini Twitter meme. is like, they're like, it has everything to do with it. <laughs> plays on repeat in my mind. There are some who would call me the villain of this story. <laughs> How do you got this impression down already? I don't think that was good. I don't know. God, yeah. I yeah, am. catch me there Thursday, 7 p.m. for Elvis, though. Like first in line. 
I do think Elvis could be like a really high grossing movie just like off of like um like confused like senior citizens not knowing what they're buying a ticket to. Two for the Elvis movie, please. Oh, that Tom Hanks fellows in it. Yeah. What a dashing man. Oh, look at that sexy young Elvis. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like the southern accent they got. I say, I say. Look at this. Let me get dashing. some raisinets in that popcorn. They <laughs> 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 go into the theater and like have a fucking seizure from this Boz Lerman movie that they're gonna watch. Yeah. That God, I, I think about like that clip. It's like the close-up of like his like dick shake his like you know his like crotch like gyrating yeah like a woman in the audience screaming like she's being possessed by the devil that movie's gonna rock i'm calling (laughs) it's good like people were uh everyone said there's gonna be walkouts for crime of the future no there's gonna be walkouts for elvis all right guys Do you have, I was going to ask, do you have plans to see Crabs of the Future? Like, how are, are you seeing it? I wanted to see it alone, but I'll, I'll go see it with Kellen. No, I don't want to go see it. I'm <laughs> oh, okay. asking if you're going to go see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited just, for that as well. Yeah, I'm happy for you. I'm it's very too, excited. It looks too gross for me. This is like a year. This is a year for me, I think. Like, this is yeah. a year of Moises movies. Oh, yeah. I, it's big. I, I feel like the first half of the year was big for Kellen movies, and I think second half is going to be big for... I did see I I've been ignoring all the Top Gun stuff for now, but I did see a behind the scenes picture of the th- like three of the main stars shirtless. Yes. So I'm pretty excited. Speaking of which, okay, yeah, Moise, you're, you're I'm gonna okay, yeah, this is a guy I've been like he kind of like Joe Carey. I've been saying like this guy should be big. Are you are you talking about Glenn Powell? Oh, okay, okay, he's the guy in the middle of that picture. I yeah, think. he plays his character's name is Hangman in the movie. When you see it. If this movie doesn't make him a star, I give up. Damn. Like if he is good. Maverick fucking rules. It was so good. Oh my God. The cinema. The, the, the week going from Top Gun Maverick to Crimes of the Future is like passing off the, the me passing the baton from like the six months <laughs> of Kellen movies to the six months of Moises movies. <laughs> like I got my ambulance, you know, I got I got Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Uh, I, I got everything everywhere all at once, you know. <laughs> Glenn Powell uh, will be showing up at the Stargazing Awards. I'll say that. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. I don't. I don't think he's gonna beat uh, uh, my supporting guy. Well, I I've only seen one new movie since we last talked, and it was Men. Uh, that shit kind of sucked. Like it was not. I've not good. heard good things about it. It was like uh, one of the best looking movies of the year. I think. Oh, that's but like oh, shame. <laughs> yeah. Like not a good movie. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's stupid. <laughs> Um, I guess, yeah, this is like, we are like at the halfway point of the year. Yeah. Just like a quick, um, now it's time for all the bangers to come rolling in. Yeah. Oh, and triple R. That was another part of the, the oh, six that's on Netflix. Calendar. I should watch you, it. You should watch it. It's in a different language, which is so weird. Like it's in Hindi when it was like, film. it wasn't filmed in that language. So it's like a weird dub, but mm-hmm. even then, like, I mean, it's banger. <laughs> Ellen, I, you said you had a hard out at 1.30, so should Ooh, we... Yeah, we should start to wrap up. I, that could be pushed a little bit, but yeah, we should start to wrap up. Um, yeah, just like six... As of right now, just like a preview of the Stargazing Awards for me, for Kellen, uh, everything, everywhere, all once is going to have a pretty clean sweep. It's going to sweep? Yeah, like, right now, that's like my movie, 
my actress, my supporting actor, and my supporting actress, I think. I don't know. Best actor, maybe Tom Cruise and Maverick. <laughs> really? I think best actor for me would probably be Colin Farrell and after Yang. Oh, yeah. That's actually mine. Yeah. And like um, right next to him, you are oh, Panson. No, maybe Jake Jung Hall. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a good point. Maybe. I might run, maybe. I might, I, I might put Jake Jung Hall supporting, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I but, thought the same thing, but he has top billing. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Yaya in that movie. He's, he's good. So, he's so good. That, that's he's another really guy good. that should be. That's another guy that should be huge. Um. Okay. Yeah. Let's start to wrap up. Uh, we'll wrap up. Oh, well, first of all, preview of the, the next movie is X-Men first class, um, which oh, I'm excited. Kellen, Kellen yeah. hold on. I'm so surprised you don't like the Northman more. That feels like, like, especially after you fucking loved the green Knight. I thought you like would love the Northman. Oh, did you see Northman? Yeah. Oh, um, I fucking loved it. I don't know why there was just something that didn't click for me. I don't know why, but like, I mean, looking at my top, you know, of my, of 2022, my, my last place is scream. And I gave that four stars. I think I, I since bumped that. I bumped that down to three and a half, I think. Okay. But like, yeah, like it's been a solid year so far for me. Right. I also just I, haven't been, I haven't watched that many. So like, there's probably some stinkers I haven't seen. Me yet, too. Know? But also uh, think about it. Like there's not that many movies that came out yet. No, that's true. And a lot uh, of them have been the hard ones to see. You need to go to like a fucking independent art house to go yeah, see Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but no, it's been a really solid year. Yeah, I know. It's been a solid year when I look at my yeah, list. Yeah, I'm really happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sound happy when I said that, but I am. <laughs> With, um, but no. Um, um, yeah, I thought the Northman was really cool. Just like, I don't know why. Something that just didn't click for me about it. Um, but it was pretty rad. <laughs> I did just want to like yell and lift weights after seeing it. <laughs> uh, anyway, next week is X-Men first class. And the week after that is the hunger games. And then after that is the house at the end of the street. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. But I'm sorry, Kellen. There's something you forgot. It, is there? What I do sometime in between that we're going to be covering <clears throat> the Sandman's back, baby. Oh, <laughs> when's that coming out? It comes out June 8th. Fuck. That's so soon. Yeah. Yeah. We got, well, we'll oh yeah, we'll throw that in there. Oh, oh gosh. I'll figure out the. I'm going to try to find out if it's coming out in a theater near us. I got an invite. Well, it was like a lottery thing in Chicago to go see it, but I. Uh, I gas I, I prices kinda, point to no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that's an upcoming. It's just like, I mean, after this movie, we're off to the races. Because then it's it's X Men First Class, Hunger Games, House at the Industry, Silver Linings Playbook, insane run, yeah, of just like movie stardom, and then um, uh, yeah, somewhere in there we'll do Hustle with the Sandman. We're we're re-entering Sandman, uh, and yeah, um, I guess we'll wrap up as we always do with our recommendations. This could be anything: movie, book, TV show, video game, podcast, song, album, park, painting, poem, anything you know that Moises and I have enjoyed recently and want to recommend to you. It's so hard. First of all, Top Gun Maverick. I mean, it's making shit. It's making insane amounts of money. Like everybody's seeing it. Go see it though. It's good. Go see it in a, on big, big. The movies are back. This is like my. This is my personal like. Movies are back moment. I feel is Top Gun Maverick. Um, everything I wanted to be in more. 
Um, but really, the movie I've seen since the last episode we recorded, which was a couple weeks ago, that I have not been able to stop thinking about is All That Jazz. Oh, um, yeah. The 1979, uh, directed by Bob Fosse, um, who is this um, incredibly influential theatrical director slash choreographer. And it's sort of um, him making his own biopic in a way. It's um, the first half of it is heavily inspired by his life. The main character is very clearly meant to be like, you know, this version, fictional version of him. Um, and like, you know, the first half is kind of like this, like um, almost his own biopic. And the second half is sort of him imagining what his own death is going to look like, like grappling with his own mortality. And it's, oh God, it's just like, it, it's it's one of those movies where I spent every single scene going, this is a perfect scene. Like there's mm. nothing wrong with this right now. And it just sustained that for two hours. Um, probably the best musical movie. Like it's up there. Like I always talk about like a little shop in West Side Story being like there, but it, this is, I don't know, man. It's It's got the sauce. Um, that uh that movie the the poster for it always uh had me convinced really yeah. good. of the like the the sign yeah yeah it's a great poster um and the the correct i have the criterion the criterion looks gorgeous even on my shitty college dorm tv yeah. so yeah all that jazz um okay uh fuck uh i will recommend honestly i haven't been consuming that much media uh i want to give like a summertime album or something then uh Ooh. go listen to fucking i i always pull out this album when whenever the summertime comes uh one of my favorite like summertime albums is uh anything anything by dominic fike basically but uh don't forget about me his album from 2018 i believe uh, it has like fucking 10 songs in it. It's it's an EP. It's not very long. Uh, but that one, Dominic Fike, Don't Forget About Me. Very good album. Like perfect album for summer. Riding with your windows down. Uh, the sun set and perfect, perfect album. Perfect vibe. Right on. It's first episode of the summer, man. We're, yeah. The summer of J-Law starts here. Sounds perfect to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, our intro and outro music is uh, J- is the Law and Order theme song. <laughs> <laughs> um, J Law and Order, um, and uh, we'll fuck, we'll leave you as we always do with the Jennifer Lawrence fact of the week. And this week's Jennifer Lawrence fact is that Jennifer Lawrence uh, is five foot nine inches. It's pretty tall. Yeah. 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 It does, you know, it's funny when we talk about men to give their height as like a fact, but it does feel a little creepy, you know, to do it <laughs> for Jennifer Lawrence. Is that yeah, why don't sense? you give her fucking bra What's size that? too, <laughs> oh, Kellen? No. Let's see if that if this website has. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> tune in next week for Jennifer Lawrence shoe size. I'm Kellen Kermins. I'm Moes Camacho. We'll see you next week with uh, X-Men First Class. And Jennifer Lawrence's feet. Yeah, God Yikes. damn it. <laughs>